shampoo effect from last night yeah. too much shampoo in the shower? Uh, drinking the shampoo in the shower no um drank a little bit and then haven't had dinner drinking on top of that what does that have to do with shampoo you don't know the shampoo effect should we start with the shampoo effect okay are we rolling <laughs> oh we're rolling okay 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 so uh shampoo effect it's uh when when you got really drunk the night before and then you drink the next day and it takes you less to get drunk the next day than it did the night before. And they call that the shampoo effect because when you wash your hair with shampoo and rinse it out and then rewash it, it takes less shampoo the second time. In the same shower? Yeah. So you shampoo. Some people shampoo twice. I don't personally. Is that like the old saying, oh, you shampoo twice? What? Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> Vidal Sassoon probably. <laughs> Some, some say, well, what is it? Rinse and repeat. You know, the term rinse and repeat if necessary. And it takes less shampoo the second time. Okay. So I got a kind of little shampoo effect. Uh, drank a bunch last night. Had a, a beer or two before we started. And, and uh, I'm a little bit buzzed already. Yeah. yeah. Just, a couple mm. bottles of shampoo later. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if they put alcohol in it, I might drink it, you know. Jack's <laughs> wasted, but have you seen his hair? <laughs> Drinking the shampoo and washing my hair with beer. All right. It's a switched up universe, isn't it? Well, welcome to uh, episode four of We Can Edit This Out. Is it four already? It is four. Well, not oh four, my. it's not 4 a.m., but... No. Yeah. Uh, fourth episode. Yeah. <laughs> we are your lovely hosts, uh, Rob and Jack. I'm Jack. I'm uh, Jack's co-host. You're not a co-host. I'm your co-host. Isn't the same thing? How do you differentiate? Who's the host and who's... Or, or is it two co-hosts? It's two co-hosts. Okay, okay, okay. That works. <laughs> right out of the gates. We're doing, right out doing of the gates. Great. Is good. Okay, so we're talking about travel this episode. Yeah, I don't know if any of you know, but we're in a pandemic right now. What? And uh, because of <laughs> now that, you tell me. Our, our travel has been curtailed severely. I was wondering why I haven't been anywhere for a year. <laughs> so this has been a, a very strange year, namely just because, you know, the both of us are used to incessant travel we're always hunting for flights doing little weekend getaways you travel a lot for work i travel for work and fun too and fun mm -hmm. this year has been quite a bit of a challenge because you're having to kind of reinvent ways to have fun and mm -hmm. ways to live a fulfilling life without for me what is like half of my life based on mm -hmm. really travel mm -hmm. so what i wanted to know from you is since we haven't been able to travel since March, you must have been, I mean, we've done a little bit, we'll go into that later, but you must have been making mad scientist plans for the last nine months about uh, where is the first place you're going to go when we can go somewhere again. Mm. What's top of the list? Was trying to plan a, a trip to go back to Thailand okay. this cool. winter. Like before the pandemic hit, that was kind of one of the things I was planning and gearing up for was, you know, figuring out a, a way to 
to get down to Southeast Asia again. Right. Um, nice. So that's still honestly at the top of my list for where I'd like to go once the smoke clears and everything. I think immediately, maybe if Southeast Asia isn't on the agenda right away, would love to go somewhere warm. If we can go anywhere in like the spring or something, mm-hmm. so maybe like Canary Islands or oh, that'd be nice. uh, just somewhere with a beach and some sun just mm-hmm. to recharge the batteries are there a lot of canaries on canary island i'm not sure there's got to be at least one right you'd think stands to reason how about you ideally i would like to go to new orleans and eat the shit out of some food um also i would like to go to the uk and uh, since there's the uh, brexit going on uh, the the pound is down so it's cheap for us to go to uh, england and I would actually like to, I've been to Ireland and Scotland a lot, but I've never been to Wales and I've only really been to London and a few other towns in England. And I would like to go to England and rent a car and drive around to see some of the historical stuff, you know. Sounds nice. Yeah, those are the two that are right up there. Or Poland, rent a car and just hit all the places in Poland that I never really knew existed, you know. But it also would be nice to go to a English-speaking country for a minute and just uh, relearn how to speak English again. Yeah. <laughs> you start to lose it after a minute, you know. I, I've become illiterate in two languages. Uh, I'm losing my English and not really learning enough German to make up for the loss slowly slowly working your way to illiteracy yeah yeah i mean hand signals is and broken english so you and i have both done a little bit of travel yeah even despite the travel restrictions there were still some like uh regional trips that we were able to take uh short distances from berlin where did you go and what was that like? I went to, I talked about this a little bit last one. I went to uh, Stettin, uh, which is in Poland. That takes, what, like four or five hours on a train to get there from Berlin. We spent two days in Stettin. It's a nice little Polish village, almost a city and very scenic. A lot of it wasn't destroyed. After that, uh, the uh, travel ban was relaxed for a minute. And I was able to go to Helsinki and do the uh, Helsinki Tattoo Convention. And we were all wearing masks, tattooing, and all the people inside were wearing masks as well. But uh, the, the in and out travel of the countries was was relaxed to the point where I could do that. And that was really nice, just getting the fuck out of Berlin for three, four days. You know, How about you? Where did you go? For my birthday, Karina and I went to the Dolomite mountain range in Italy. Yeah. We took a train to Munich, rented a car. And then kind of drove through Austria and Mm. into Northern Italy and camped for a few days. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. It was really interesting uh, experiencing camping on a European level, which was so different from what we're used to camping in the in the states. Yeah, how is it? How is it different? It's just really posh. I think like they had centralized building that had, you know, a little market in it. There was like a heated toilet and shower area. Oh, yeah. There was a place to wash your dog. So like a, like a, like a road stop, but kind, camping. Kind of. It's okay, more okay. similar to these uh, Koa campgrounds that they have in the okay, US. Okay. Like, KOA Koa. Yeah. Okay. But really like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was nice. I still prefer the rougher side of camping. Okay. I mean, you know, we weren't allowed to build fires, which was kind of a Weird. Kind of downer. How is how is it camping without a fire? Uh, different. 
you know did you put a fire on the on the on the ipad <laughs> watch that <laughs> well there was wi-fi there so we, we yeah, there you go um really roughing it <laughs> yeah but it was still like it was really nice and you know it was a, it was a great base point to go drive around and go explore all yeah. the mountains cool. and stuff and it was cool. really beautiful took a lot mm-hmm. of pictures and that mm-hmm. was great and you got to ride falcor uh, yes, uh, we stopped in Munich and there was a, a film studio, Bavarian film studio there, which they filmed things like The NeverEnding Story mm-hmm. and uh, Das Boot, oh, uh, Das okay. Boot in okay. um, German. Um, oh. How do you say boot in German? Like like the boot you wear on your feet? Uh, Stiefel. Stiefel? Yeah, uh. I think. Wait, 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 what does that mean? Like, like foot, foot glove? Something. I guess uh, <laughs> this is the word. This is the word they the words they gave us. Okay, sorry. So you're riding Falcor with oh. a mask on <laughs> so. because because we 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 like to follow the proper protocol. So you know, uh, never ending story. For those of you not familiar, there's like a mystical flying dog dragon creature. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a dragon, but it looks more like a dog. Yeah, I grew up completely fascinated and obsessed with. Falcor. So they had one of the larger scale models of Falcor that they used for filming. It was like the side, the one they used for the side view. They give you a little set of stairs and you can uh, take your picture in front of it. So I got to ride Falcor. That was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, wore a mask initially and then took the mask off for a photo op. So got to ride Falcor with a mask and without a mask. Pretty much the same experience, but. Um, was it was it like a bucking bronco at a at a, at a country western bar? Did it, it didn't, mo- did it, it move? It didn't move at all. It was just okay. stationary. But it was in oh, front okay. of a green screen, and you can like superimpose, oh. uh, you know, your own backgrounds there. And I don't know, it's kind of fun. The only other travel I really did was um, my band Totenwald played uh, a small private party gathering at our friend uh, Woodruff's farm. Woodruff is a guy who lives in the outskirts of Rocklov. In Poland, and uh, he runs a label and a enterprise called Return to the Bat Cave. He also does a festival, and so he uh, had this uh, barn in the backyard of the the farming land, and uh, built this really beautiful stage. We had like five bands play, and uh, it was like the closest thing to a concert and a party gathering that I think I had this entire year. Oh, um, so that nice. was like a really nice. It was like this one kind of moment of familiar, normal life. Mm-hmm. interspersed mm-hmm. and it was also pretty crazy too because uh the town is adjacent to a former concentration camp the gross oh. rosen concentration camp oh, um, and it was like a quarry where they would basically send people to break rocks mm-hmm. if you went there you were almost kind of guaranteed you were going to be like worked to death mm. you know so that was a we we visited the quarry after we did the show mm-hmm. the next morning uh, when we drove back and so, yeah, between those two things, uh, those were my uh, experiences traveling uh, during the pandemic. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's nice to, even though we have been, you know, under lock and key for the last nine months, to have had the ability to to step outside of it, even just a little bit, you know. Yeah, we so, took little like trips to Spandau and stuff, and yeah, you and I did. 
then we uh, we went foraging for mushrooms a couple times. Yes. And uh, this is like a totally new experience. I think it's much more common for people that grew up in uh, Western Eastern Europe yeah. to have this sort of tradition of going out in the fall foraging for wild mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So it's something that was a, a nice experience. We got to learn you know, a little bit of the science of why certain edible mushrooms grow in certain places. And also just kind of a nice experience going out in a woodsy forest and hunting around the ground. And when you find mushrooms, it's actually like really quite exciting. You know, there's a special way to cut them down and Mm -hmm, then you mm -hmm. take them home and make some food. It's quite nice. For those wondering, we weren't actually looking for psychedelic mushrooms. We were looking for the kind of mushrooms you'd put in uh, pasta or soup. Yeah, I kept wanting to find the psychedelic ones, but nobody would tell me what they look like. (laughs) But by the second time we did that, I remember being quite sick of eating wild mushrooms by then. Joey was kind of bummed when I told her that. Yeah, um, can we not do this again? (laughs) It's nice, but uh, they're kind of slimy. I didn't, I didn't, the texture is, After a while, it gets kind of hard to eat them. Yeah, so yeah. Much. I think I think if you grew up in that sort of wild mushroom sort of adventure lifestyle, it's it's a real treat. But for me, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's some slimy fungus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in any of the respective small scale traveling that we did during this whole time, were there any like uh, standout experiences that were really like super different aside from just wearing masks? No, because I'd been to Helsinki many times before, so that was just like going down the block for me. Did uh, you did you fly to Helsinki? Flew, yeah. Uh, how was how was the flying? It was fine. Everybody wore a mask, uh, except one guy that was a few rows down, uh, but he just pretended to sleep the whole time, so they didn't bother him. You know, there, there's there's always one dickhead at every bunch. You know. How about you? Anything? Anything stand out? Mine, mine was pretty tame. Yeah. I mean, on our way back to uh, the train station in Munich, we were running late, so I had to run for the train. Really? Surprise. Um, okay. But you still made it. Still made it. Uh, I will say uh, wearing a mask on a hot train for six hours, maybe not the greatest experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fine. You know, like it's a small inconvenience to actually still be able to move around. Small price to pay. Yeah, in the camping scenario too, whenever you were in any of the common grounds, you had to you know, wear a mask when you went inside anywhere, went to the bathroom and stuff. And people were mostly respectful. I heard a lot of stories about a lot of people not wearing masks traveling, but except for the one guy on the plane. And that was hour long flight, you know, he's pretending to sleep. So at least he's not blowing his germs all over everybody. You know, he wasn't snoring real loud, whatever, you know, as a mundane as both trips were, uh, they were still, it was still great to get outside of where we're living, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I do miss a good road trip. It's probably been possible. You guys road tripped for your camping trip, but yeah, I I mean, I I can't remember the last time I took a fucking like proper road trip. You know, what's the last road trip uh, you were on that? Fuck, I don't even. I don't even know. I can't even remember. Since I travel a lot for work. Usually just fly to one city, uh, work, and then fly out of it. And don't really get to rent a car and explore too much. 
So uh, we didn't really rent a car in Vietnam at all. You actually, as as people from the West, we couldn't rent a car in Vietnam because it's still technically a communist country, apparently. Interesting. Oh, I, I imagine renting that. a car, driving around in some place like Ho Chi Minh City would be a nightmare. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even walking across the street was, was an intense experience. Um, so what's the last road trip you took? There was the trip to the Dolomites, and so yeah. we, we rented a car and we drove there. So that was technically a road trip. It wasn't super yeah. long. I'd like to hear like pre-pandemic stuff. Pre-pandemic, uh, in September, Totenwald flew to uh, the States, and we did a West Coast tour. So oh, that was, right, So that was right. a tour. And I saw you guys on the Seattle uh, yeah. concert. Yeah. yeah. But touring and travel are always two slightly different things. It's an interesting dichotomy between the two because, you know, with touring, you're basically not really seeing a whole lot. Like you're you're in the in the van and then you get to the city. Right. Maybe you grab a bite to eat. You play the show party or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the next morning you're up and you're off and doing it again. So you don't really get to do a lot of sightseeing, but you're performing the entire time. So right. you have a completely different dynamic mm-hmm. than just a general road trip where you're just off looking at stuff and right. you know i like both i i love touring i think it's i think it's an amazing experience meet a lot more people touring you meet more people just because you're playing shows and you're hanging out with people, people want to meet you meeting other tra- bands when you're traveling people don't want to meet you yeah. <laughs> oh you're a tourist fuck off get yeah. out of here <laughs> Oh, you're going to play? Now we want to meet you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you didn't say that when I was here before on vacation. Right. <laughs> Touring is uh, is also really weird, too, because there's like this inherent stress level that is associated with it. There's yeah, anxiety about playing shows, about yeah. making enough money, whether or not the band is getting along with each other. Yeah. Uh, you've got the stress about making it to shows on time. It's basically work and performance mixed mm-hmm. together with... A little bit of sightseeing. Yeah. Yeah, but at least on our on our tour, we got to see some stuff. Um, went to the beach in San Diego. We took them to uh, Hollywood Boulevard and oh, yeah, took them nice. around see Seattle. The stars on the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah, took them oh, to Portland. Cool, so we cool, had cool. enough downtime to where we were able to like go get a burrito in the Mission District in San Francisco. Oh, and, lovely! You know, yeah. took them to Trader Joe's, which. They all fell in love with. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was it was cool. That was cool, cool, those cool. are my last uh, road trips. Yeah, those are both good. Those I feel good. like you did a road trip in the south last year. Um, did you drive around? No, we flew. We flew. It was mostly flying. Um, yeah, mm. we flew from 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 uh, Berlin to Seattle, and then from Seattle to New Orleans, and then. Back, back to, back to Berlin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, can't remember the last time I was driving a car. I'm usually always the guy uh, road trips who drives. I just like driving. Everybody else uh, doesn't look forward to a road trip for all the driving. Me, you just you put me in the seat, and I just uh, hit the gas. And six hours later, when the tank's running out, I can pull over. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I just like to just straight, straight up drive. You Do you know? like to be purely in charge of the music when you drive no i i honestly i like some i like to be the driver and then the navigator is also the dj that's my perfect road trip you know what's your what's your favorite uh driving music favorite driving music oh i don't know uh so many good ones i uh, the equals comes up a lot they're an old beat band from uh england uh 60s uh one of the guys went on to do uh got kind of famous in the 80s electric avenue 
His name was Eddie Grant. Just because it's fun. Sing along. Rose tattoo is always good on a road trip. Me and Ulysses and Eva and Julie, we did a we did a road trip in Greece quite a few years ago. We played a lot of Rose tattoo. Yeah, Greece is a real nice uh, country to road trip around because uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, people call it the cradle of civilization. Okay, well, whether I agree with that or not, that's uh, you know neither here nor there. You know, it depends on what your definition of civilization is and and cradles you know <laughs> um but you drive around and you look at you look around at the countryside and it's like yeah okay that makes sense why people would settle here and start a life and invent democracy and and everything else that came out of of greece you know it's yeah. it's really amazing countryside and very fertile, I guess. You know, I think I think when you have a place as fertile as that, uh, 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 what do you got? You got any anthropological? Uh, no, just shaking your head. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna let me run with this right into a wall. <laughs> I'm gonna let you run with this. Yeah, but I hit a wall. Oh, can you help me up? <laughs> no. I did one of those uh, online quizzes out of boredom. A couple of days ago. What's that? What's an online quiz? It's a quiz you take on the internet. Well, I mean, I know that, but like, like, is it one of the, one of those ones where you click the picture and it tells you what Star Wars character you were? Or what? It was a it was a quiz, and it was like, uh, are are you as smart as a, a seventh grade uh, geography student? No, and I, I was like. Not. And I was like, yeah, of course I am. I've traveled, you know, and yeah. I took it and I smacked you down. Oh, it was, it was, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt real bad afterwards because, uh, geology was never my strong suit in high school. I mean, geometry. <laughs> also different. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No geography. <laughs> We're talking about geography. Geo-la-la-la-la-la. Oh, snappy banner. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why people are tuning in. For this, not not the uh, not the education, but the snappy banner. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one's listening to this. To Do they educated. tune in? Do they tune in? No, you don't have to tune in. Well, you have to have Wi-Fi, so that's a bit of a tune. I think you tune into a podcast for sure, yeah. or you little. download one at least. But uh, but you're you know, I think tuning in is just uh, diverting your attention into something. Okay. I think uh, everyone is uh, kind of faced with a similar battle of having to reinvent fun yeah, and reinvent a, you know, experience. A coworker sent me this uh, interesting article about um, the fact that during lockdown, people have been reporting uh, having problems with short-term memory. Yeah. And that's because you're not having all of these social interactions. You're not traveling. You're not going out. Your brain is like losing. It's in a loop. It's because of these like sensory experiences when you go out, you meet somebody, you go get food together, whatever. Mm -hmm. These are the things that your memories are like latching onto. So when you're in sort of a loop, every day is kind of the same. You're in the same place. Right. You're not having any of these extra sensory experiences. Yeah, I mean, you definitely lose track of what day it is and what month it is and even what year it is at some, some points, you know. Yeah. When we were kids, we used to mark the the day of the week by what was on tv mm -hmm. 
Uh, cheers is on must be Thursday. <laughs> so during the pandemic, do you have like a regimen? Do you have like a self-care kind of like situation that helps keep you above, above the water during all this? Yeah. I try and wake up and take a shower and shampoo my hair only once. And then I condition. I was running a lot. I, uh, pulled a muscle in my leg, uh, a couple weeks ago. Haven't been running since then. Just trying to heal up a little bit. I drink and I don't drink, but I usually don't drink until after dinner. I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb, you know. How about you? You got a routine? Yeah, it gets dark here at like 3.30 p.m. So I try to I try to make an effort to wake up as early as I can. Mm-hmm. I go run about 5K in the morning, yeah, ride my bike down to a lake, run 5K around the lake, ride the bike back. It's yeah. collectively about an hour, hour and a half of exercise. Yeah, that's good. Um, then the rest of it is really just like paying a lot of attention to food, yeah. um, cooking a lot, learning new recipes, trying yeah. to like, I actually haven't been watching so much programming. Like I watch it very like after dinner before bed, maybe squeezing some series or whatever. Yeah. But during the day, I don't really like watch a lot of um, media. I might watch like YouTube videos of like uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers yeah, or Stephen Colbert. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, try yeah. to get some news funneled in that way. Uh, while I'm running, I listen to podcasts. Do you listen to this one? Uh, well, we've been recording it, so I haven't really listened to it. Will anyone listen to this? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, we're listening to it right now as we're doing it. Yeah, so we're listening in real time. But I think uh, particularly it's uh, important to have kind of a structure if you're not working your regular hours or your yes, of course. Um, and, and physical exercise, I can't stress enough the importance of physical exercise during a lockdown. Yeah, and mental exercise. Yeah, I think it uh, it's really important to keep your brain and your body moving and yeah. functioning. And that's this is kind of like going back to travel. This is like a really hard thing because I'm so used to having so much outward physical and mental experience. Like mm-hmm. I'm always looking forward to travel. I'm always going over old travel photos. Like everything is always sort of based around this uh, experience of getting out and exploring and doing something new. So it clicks your synapses. Yeah. So we've been doing some uh, regional travel where, okay, we can't uh, leave Germany. Let's go, let's go to Spandau. Let's go to Potsdam. Let's go like to some nearby places, kind of explore what they have there, get some food. We can still take a train for, you know, hour and a half and be in a different, slightly different city than Berlin. Yeah, exactly. Check that out, you know. Makes you feel like you're still getting out in the world yeah, and exactly. doing stuff even exactly. though your destination might be slightly more mundane than you yeah. would like it to be how about you epic road story you know a lot of them are really tour related most of the traveling i did was you nothing know, wrong with that. flying yeah. road trip wise most of my road trip adventures have all been touring one that comes to mind in particular was in 2005, I did a full U.S. tour with Countdown Armageddon, mm-hmm. and uh, we were... Shamelessly <laughs> plugging your band. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Shamelessly just, adding just context kidding. to the story. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a great band anyway. I'm shamelessly recommending them. <laughs> we were... 
we were touring with uh, our friend's band called Cacastocracy. They're from Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Uh-huh. And we, and as well as our friends, uh, Scafosi from Melbourne, Australia, but we, we weren't doing the entire oh, tour yeah. with them. We were doing like uh, bits and pieces with them. Okay. okay, okay. This particular stop uh, was just Cacastocracy and Countdown. And mm. we were in Buffalo, New York. And mm. we play a, a house show. This is in August in oh, brutal. Buffalo. So yeah. the house hot is brutally hot. Yeah. It was so hot. And mm. uh, some of the kids that lived at the house that we played that put us up, yeah. like, hey, do you guys want to go on a, a night swim? There's a public pool down the street yeah. that's uh, easy to Fuck, easy, yeah. easy to jump into. <laughs> and uh, all you have to do is hop a fence and can mm-hmm. go for a night swim. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, sign yeah. me up. I'm, Anything I'm to in. cool down. Anything to cool down. Uh, the rest of my band uh, stayed back. Mm-hmm. And I went with the Kagastocracy guys and we followed this kid and we went through kind of a dark unlit park. Can Zach even swim? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I feel like I've, yeah, I've definitely like gone tubing with Zach. He can swim. I bet he wears one of them like, like onesies that uh, they used to <laughs> no, wear old, in the old timey onesie, onesie uh, that they wore in 1930s, you know, with the, with the stripes across it and shit, you know, <laughs> You when, he, when he was part kids. of a, when he was part of an old timey uh, weightlifting duo, <laughs> right. <laughs> hop, he had, hop, hop. <laughs> he had his ten penny bike, you know, with the, the giant wheel on the front, you know, you you're up ten feet in the air. That would be Zach. Oh my God, uh, Zach, by the way, is our one of our favorite favorite old men, who's not young. I mean, not old at all. He's <laughs> not young. <laughs> he's our favorite old man who's not young. No, he's actually quite young, but uh, is the quintessential old man in a young man's body. You know, we hop the fence and we go swimming in this uh, public pool. And it's like this one of the nicest swims I've ever had in my life because like the oh. water was perfect. There's like almost uh-huh. like a full moon outside. It was great. We gather our stuff, climb over the fence, and we're going back through the public park that mm-hmm. we crossed through. On the way through, we noticed like there was some like random guy sitting at a table by himself. Didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. As we're walking by, a guy's still sitting at the table. And as we walk past him, he gets up, pulls out a gun and says, what the fuck? All right, motherfuckers, put your hands up. You know, there was collectively five of us. But when you're in a situation where someone pulls a gun on you, your first instinct isn't necessarily, hey, let's all run half naked and wet at this person with a gun who's standing Right. You know, well enough distance from us that he could shoot all of us. Right. You know. Right. So five of us, he's got six shots. So that's not good odds. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, completely unlit park with plenty of exit points. I mean, yeah. you know, Buffalo. Yeah. Not a great time. Never know. So he has everyone throw your possessions, uh-huh. uh, empty our pockets, put your possessions into a pile in front of us. I got some wet underwear. <laughs> I was in my swimming shorts, but yeah. I had like the actual pair of shorts that I was wearing yeah, way yeah. over there. Travel shorts. In my hand, which had my wallet in it. And mm-hmm. I kind of instinctively threw it to the side rather than throwing it into the pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Good. kind of surreptitiously threw it into the ditch next to me. Then he makes us, this was the scary part, is that he makes us like get on our knees Whoa, and turn shit. our backs to him. That's not what you want. No. So this was like super sketch. We're all mm-hmm. pretty you know, yeah. rattled at this point, collects her stuff. And then he says, start counting backwards from 100. She started counting down to Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as we're counting down, he, he takes off and we 
kind of regroup and we're just like, holy shit, what just fucking happened? Yeah. The guys in Kakastrakasi had lost like all of their spending money, the one cell phone that they Fuck. had between the band members. Ugh. And then we got back to the house and it was just like, well, you won't believe what just happened. Zach's know? waxing his handlebar mustache, <laughs> putting on his striped onesie. <laughs> I was on my way. What? That was a, that was a pretty crazy experience. Yeah. Um, Sounds pretty mad. Yeah. Whether or not what you end up doing is like so much better than what you'd have been doing at home. I think right. the amazing thing about travel is just throwing yourself out into the world, seeing yeah. things from a different viewpoint, yeah. learning even whether you're in Huntsville, Alabama, or right. you're in Prague or wherever, you know, like uh, you get. You really find out who you are as a person with how you respond to the difficulties, yeah. you know? And if you can respond well, then you're good. If you lose your shit, then that's it. Yeah. You know? And for me, I don't know about you, but uh, if I'm ever going through like a, a rough patch or, you know, things aren't going so great. Oh, travel by yourself. That's the yeah. best, 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 best medicine for uh, internal turmoil. Yeah, you, know, you will just... you will sort out so many different yeah. things. Yeah. And it's always better to travel with somebody so you have like someone to bounce experience off of, try food with, you know, just yeah, having a companion nice is great, but I think traveling alone is something that is a uh, very cathartic. High, it's highly underrated too. It is. You know? It definitely is. It definitely is. I think everybody should travel, do a, do a, do a, a hard travel by themselves at some point. Yeah. And by hard travel, I mean, you know, uh, where not everything is planned out for you. Yeah, you know? where you can't speak the language, where you really have to language. kind of fend for yourself. It makes you kind of realign with who you right. are and you... I mean, that could be from Seattle to New Orleans. Yeah. That's also not being able to speak the language. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so you're talking about Prague. Prague's a fascinating city to travel to and look around. Uh, beautiful architecture, uh, super cool people. Uh, not much English there, so it can be difficult still, even mm -hmm. though it's very close to where we live now, which is easy for us to get, get through and get by at this point. Uh, we, uh, that's, that's, see, to me, Germany is not even like a foreign country anymore, you know, but we can take a two-hour road trip to Prague, and it really is, again, like being in a foreign country because everything is so dirty, I mean... You really can't read the street signs, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's what's the Z with a hat on it? Well, mm -hmm. How does that even fucking translate into any sort of vocal pattern, you know? We've had some pretty crazy experiences in Prague together. We have. What's There's one in particular that comes to my mind. Yeah, so, yeah. I knew this was going to end up there. Um, what do you got? What do you got? In 2001... A group of us from Seattle, Brandon, Kyle, who's no longer with us, Jack, your partner at the time, Jamie, the the oh. the the Hobbit. What was his name? Patrick. Patrick. Patrick was. His Patrick name. was a guy we met. He was from Boston, so mm -hmm. we just kind of kidnapped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were, we were good at kidnapping people, always. Yeah. yeah. So we go to Prague, and um, I mean, in a friendly way, not no. Yeah, and uh, we we're staying in a sort of pension hotel mm -hmm. kind of deal. And the guy, right. was, we were broke as fuck. We were very broke, and the guy uh, at the counter was very strict yeah. about 
how many people were supposed to be in the room. Right. Because so, we basically just rented one room for right. the night. So two but, people went in to rent the room and they wanted to get the rest of us in there. Yeah. yeah. So we we get the room. We kind of sneak some of our bags and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Right, I think I think uh, the two that rented the room took double bags in. Yeah, so that we could be a little less uh, obvious. Yeah. So then we go out and uh, we go drink uh, absinthe for a greater part of an evening. Oh yes, we did. And at one point, uh, I started getting tired, and I was like, "All right, all yeah, absinthe kind of makes you tired." Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely can. Sometimes it, it's like you know an amphetamine where it jumps you up, and sometimes it just drags you down quick yeah yeah sorry so and i was like all right well i'll volunteer to head back into the room and uh get it opened up so yeah. that um we can figure out how to sneak people up the stairs past reception into the room i'm thinking that there was not going to be someone very closely watching the door which there was so i went in of and course you know he's like what room are you staying in blah blah, blah. and he's like looking at the papers he's like looking at me he's like okay I'm like, all right. So I get back into the room, and uh, I think we had we had <laughs> I, I think we had determined some sort of signal that we were going to give if we the did. door was clear. Right. I can't remember what. And the so signal was. Um, mm-hmm. I heard you guys call from the sidewalk. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's wasted. I'm barely able to like, you know, form sentences. Yeah. And uh, I open up the window and I was like, he's down at the front. Mm-hmm. It's too dangerous to try to right. go in because we're, I think it was going to throw the keys down and then people were going to slowly make their way up. Right, right, right. So what ended up happening was instead of going through the lobby and up the stairs, mm-hmm. the room was on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So why not scale the side of the building <laughs> and crawl in through the fire escape? Makes total sense. While blacking out on absinthe. While blacked out on absinthe. So that's kind of what happened. Everyone sort of like shimmied up like some sort of like drainage pipe if you or fall, something. It's not going to hurt. Shimmied up a drainage pipe. Everyone is like cackling, laughing under their breath. Yeah. And we get back into the room, all of us successfully. Yeah. Um, had a couple hazy goodnight beers. Yeah. And then the next morning was the best part because all of us kind of passed out without any kind of uh, sense or abandon. Patrick found his way into like a wooden wardrobe that was in the room. Yeah. And he was like... He's a small guy. He was a little shorter. Oh, so yeah. he actually fit in there like comfortably and mm-hmm. like slept. So first thing I was like walking around the room, there's just dead bodies laying he slept everywhere. in a cupboard. <laughs> Jamie was passed out in the shower. Like it was just like a train wreck. And I was like, where's Patrick? And then I see like the creak of the door open and I like open it up and he's like all cuddled up in there. And I was like, hello, was like, shut the door. It's like, <laughs> He's like, you slept in the wardrobe? And he looks up and he's like, somebody had to. <laughs> and so the, be- the best response. part of this is like, okay, it's checkout time. Yeah. And we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? And mm-hmm. we're like, 
obviously not gracefully. So <laughs> we put on our bags. I think we all just stormed out the door with like a <laughs> catch as if you can kind of yeah. attitude, you know? Like, I think I went first, dropped the keys off, like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone started piling out and like the guy at the counter is like seeing all these people coming down the stairs and clown car look, style, looking at the paper, looking up, what looking back down on the paper. Fuck. Yeah, that's good. That was awesome. Uh, classic. I miss traveling. I, yeah, I know. I miss yeah. doing stupid shit like stupid, this. On the yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. I mean, okay, okay, okay. So this begs the question because back then, these memorable stories is when we were just doing it uh, hand-to-mouth style backpacks. You know, I mean, everybody always laughs about, you know, Americans backpacking Europe uh, to, to find themselves and shit. I mean, we weren't necessarily trying to find ourselves. We were just trying to find a good time, you know. Uh, but uh, there was something very, very memorable about all these times where we had no money and uh, made it happen, you know, compared to now that, uh, I don't know, both of us do all right in our, our, our you know, working life to where uh, we, to me, I wouldn't have to sneak into a hotel room anymore. I would just say, fuck it, let's just rent one big enough for all of us. I don't give a shit, you know whatever and i think uh, i think that has lost a lot of the uh danger of it and a lot of the unexpected and i think the the unexpected is where a lot of the stories happen so sometimes i think uh, am i reminiscing about the the old times about traveling or am i reminiscing about the old times about traveling with no fucking money you know what i mean mm. it's an interesting kind of thing like, well, where are we now? Are the, Okay, I think that's what I'm getting to. I'm sorry. It was a real wind-up to get here. But but uh, will stories like this still happen to us now that we are comfortable and we travel compared to where we were not comfortable and we still traveled anyway? I think it just it's also a matter of age, too. Like, we don't travel the same way that we used to. No. I mean, I wasn't blackout drunk all the time. Any, any, I wasn't all the time anymore oh, okay wrong wrong uh, i think that's the shampoo talking about. yeah that's the shampoo talking <sighs> that shampoo was high proof <laughs> i mean uh i but i do see what you're saying about like you know there's a tendency to romanticize some of this stuff particularly as you're getting older no i think what makes up for it is that we have the ability and the resources to travel and do a lot more different stuff than maybe we did back then. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, exactly. You know, maybe we're not piling nine people into the hardwood floor of some poor guy that right. lives in an apartment, you know, right. we're actually like spread out and we kind of have our own space and comfort when we travel. <laughs> but I think the stories will just happen regardless. I mean, we were just in Vietnam two years ago, two years. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Well, this year went For by. So, this year went by so fast that. Yeah, I know, right? It goes by slow when you're in it, but then when you look back, it went by super fast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was two years ago. Uh, the first lockdown happened really fast, but I remember at the time, like, fuck, could this go any slower? But when we got to the other side of it, when when rules got relaxed for a minute during the summer, like, oh, fuck, that almost didn't even happen. Yeah. And I feel like we're in the same thing. Like every day is like, 
fuck, I have to fill up another 16 to 18 hours of finding something to do, you know? And it seems super slow, but then I realize uh, when we come out on the other side, we'll still look back and go, fuck, that happened so fast. What, 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 you know? Yeah. Uh, but it, what time I, being relative. But what know. I was saying is like, uh, you know, we were just in Vietnam not too long ago and even traveling as older people, we still had crazy experiences and there was all sorts <laughs> yeah. of, you know, insane things that happened. It's just, they're well, a I, different... I broke my foot on a moped. <laughs> <laughs> trying to pop wheelies. And no, like, I wasn't trying to pop up. wheelies. It was very rainy out and I was going down a slick uh, downward hill. And, <laughs> I like yeah. to refer to the last 10 years of my life as, as a, a slick, slick downward, downward hill. hill. <laughs> ah, cheers. That's the sound of cheersing. And so the day after I broke my foot, I was having a really hard time getting out of the hotel we were in because uh, it took me a, a minute to put on a sock and put on a shoe and get out the door and everybody had already piled out the door and ran to the bus that was taking us to the next city. And I'm hobbling along like, like uh, really badly. So the only answer to get me to the bus on time was to ride on the back of a moped. So it was like a double-edged sword. It was like, not only are you on a moped, you're also on the back of a moped so i got to the bus with everybody looking at me and i'm like please forget about all this and all our friends they don't give a shit they're like why are you even tripping and he was like because i used to run with this biker gang back in seattle and this would be the most embarrassing thing you could possibly ever do in front of this group of guys so so it's um, so also one of those things where you, you're forced to do something that you would normally never do yeah yeah, yeah. but you do it to keep the trip going and to keep uh, moving forward and maybe that's kind of like the whole point you know regardless of what mishaps or misfires you have while you're traveling or just in life in general you just keep bouncing back and keep moving forward you know that's all you can do unless you're into time travel well, I mean, I like this one because it was like like a it's 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 topical because it is like about the pandemic. I think I think right now talking about traveling is very poignant to the pandemic. Um, but we we are basically talking about the pandemic without actually talking about it. Yeah, we know? don't need to have a boring the episode. shit out of people into fucking you know. Hey, this is my daily life already anyway. I want a little escapism with you guys, you know. I've got, I've got an idea. Uh huh. Well, Good. when when you said that, you know, we had both had a lot of misspent youth. Yeah. I think that's actually an interesting thing to explore. Misspent youth. Yeah. Okay. About like uh, huh. that could be good. We can talk about the fucked up shit we did as kids that still made us who we are today, even though at the time it was terrible, but uh, now you look back fondly on it, you know? Yeah. And also, like, I, I didn't realize that was going to be such a major impact in my life at the time. I was uh, horrified by whatever was happening, but huh, yeah, that'd be good. You can talk yeah. about, you know, wrong people that you ran with. Like, there's so many, uh, there's so much out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that that's good. I like that. How do we sign off again? What was my? I I had a good idea for sign. Uh, listen to the next episode and find out.
Yeah. Is that mine? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. You got to come up with one. No, I listen to the next episode to find out. Yeah, if we stay on task. <laughs> if we stay on task. <laughs> or, or if we talk about, you know, uh, uh, the best place to get a taco in Berlin. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, and scene. And scene. <laughs> <laughs>